This is What's That About? Today we're taking a look at homework. And is it a complete waste of time? Maybe the dogs have been trying to tell us something. Okay, so this is a little bit of a school's spectacular episode where instead of Don, my usual partner in crime, we've got another Martin, Nick Martin. Mm, Slightly better looking. (laughs) Smells slightly better. (laughs) The confusing thing is going to be that Nick and I smell... uh, Sorry, smell. (laughs) (laughs) Luke and I do smell, that's a fact. We sound exactly the same. Yes, so we do. It's going to sound like one person is just having a conversation with themselves. Yeah, this is the, the monologue version. <laughs> the big pressure for you, though, Nick, is it's mm. pretty established that I come through with a dry factual information, and Don does the zingers. Yeah. So you got to, you're in the hot seat. So today it'll be an episode of dry factual information, very little zingers. <laughs> it's never been a comedy podcast. Let's just <laughs> let's just get that on the table. <laughs> If you have a chuckle while you're learning, don't shoot us. <laughs> you did reveal, though, earlier today that you've only ever listened to about three episodes of this podcast. Yeah, that is true. I was very excited when the podcast was first released and listened intently. But, you know, one thing leads to another and, you know, I've got to have my hour of Facebook time each evening. I have to watch an episode of Homeland. Um I cutting toenails. That that's important. I did quality come, time. I did come through with a how have you not listened to any more? They're only ten or fifteen minutes long. And you've said I've been busy. And then in the next conversation, <laughs> you've without joining the dots, have said we're up to season five of Homeland. <laughs> so a couple of reasons we've got you in today. One is because Don couldn't record this week. Yep. And we want to push out one a week. Secondly, this episode is all about schools. That is correct. Um, And you are a bit of an education guru. So, we've got you in... I'm a teacher. (laughs) Teacher. The guru. (laughs) The guru. guru. It's been a very long time since I've been in school, though. Let me just check some things, whether things are still happening at school as they were when I left. Yep. So, are they still... Are the kids still playing tips? Um... Very little. Very Some little kids tips. still play tips. Some schools now, it's called tag, which that's, I'm not a fan that of. That sounds very American. That's American. Tag. Um, I taught in Singapore for a while, and the kids there called it Tiggy. Mm, tiggy. Tiggy. That sounds very lame. I've, I've, got no, I've got no room for Tiggy. Has there been a policy change about whether one can tip the butcher back? Uh, butcher's in the clear. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I have no idea what that. Where is the, the butcher? butcher? Is what is the butcher? I don't know what that means. No, did it come from the three blind mice? <laughs> that's a tenuous the link butcher. at best. If that's <laughs> what about your other favourites? What about your brandings? What about your British bulldog? Uh, British bulldogs exists, but it has probably mellowed over the years. It's more. It's like British bulldogs. Tips. British Bulldogs tag. There's no tackle. There's no physical contact allowed in schools at all. Right. Handshakes, gone. High fives, gone. (laughs) Another quick check-in. 
Heads down, thumbs up. Rare. Rare. Mm. When I was at school, heads down, thumbs up was one of the eight... Um, KLAs. It was maths, it was English, it was science, it was heads down, thumbs up. But you very rarely see it anymore. What was the point of it? Was it just a, like a duck, duck, goose, but slightly different kind of... What was the point of it? It like... was a, there's 10 minutes to go until the bell at the end of the day. What on earth am I going to do? Heads down, thumbs up, because it keeps the kids quiet. <laughs> but what did you actually do, though? If your thumb was put down, what did that mean? Oh, you're asking me how the game's played. Yeah, I can't remember how the, oh, game, how okay. the game works. So you've got three kids standing at the front of the classroom. You've got the rest of the class, head on desk, thumbs up. Those kids go around. They each touch one person's thumb. If their thumb is touched, the thumb goes down. Those kids then come back to the front. The teacher says, heads up, stand up. The kids whose thumb's been touched stand up, and they have to guess who touched them. If they ah, guess, good. they go out the front. If they don't guess, they sit down to to fight another day. Great game. Can I just say, as a side note, how well did Nick explain those rules? <laughs> that is a teacher in action, ladies and gentlemen. That was as clear as crystal. <laughs> what about if you get in trouble? Do you still have to pick up papers? Uh, rarely. Papers? Because, no, you don't. Because I think it's like there's, and and we we may explore this later. But the whole sort of punitive style of behaviour management is gone. So kids have rights these days. Strangely, rights. What? Yeah. So kids, like you can't you can't get them to go and clean the toilets. You can't really. I, I, I'm like the, 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 there might be schools that still do the old pick up papers, but it's frowned upon unless you give them. Gloves, you give them like, um, you know, I was about to say sanitary napkins. <laughs> <laughs> you give them what's that stuff that you you clean your hands with? The yeah, Adetol? Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, alcohol wipe. Yeah, or you give yeah. them like metal tongs. <laughs> it's all, yeah, kids have rights and you've got to keep them healthy and safe these days. It's very oh, unfortunate. Political correctness gone mad. Hmm. Are there any other big differences between now and then that I need to be aware of before we start this properly? There are there are a lot of differences. I don't know. It depends what area you, you want to talk about. Like you've got your, all your um, behavior management side of things. It's all, you know, it's all about you know valuing the individual and treating <laughs> you them. Sound with... very cynical about the way you <laughs> respectful relationships. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Makes me sick. <laughs> yep. Um, punitive behavior management is gone. Which I guess is a good thing. Very good. So what's the idea that, that kids are just making mistakes and they need to learn? That's the, that's a learning process rather than a punishment it's process. It's a learning process and you, you still have consequences, but strangely, the consequences really have to fit the mistake they made. So, you know, a child hurts someone else. They don't get this arbitrary pick up a thousand papers at lunchtime. They have to apologize to the person write them a letter of apology they're spending their lunchtime writing that apology um rather than you know holding a a, a chalk duster out in one outstretched arm for 45 minutes <laughs> i remember that one those sorts of things so if i was to term it purposeful punishment could i copyright that is that is, yeah. that, is that a term it's not a term but teachers do like that because they both start with p <laughs> it's the double p punishment. oh yeah that will go a long way <laughs> You but, mean, but we had oh that just makes me think about some of the punishments kids had at school when I was oh, at yeah. school. 
the wor- oh, the worst one we had was some of my mates and not really me i was kind of an onlooker but they put some a, a tin of spaghetti in another child's shoe and they they, they emptied the tin of spaghetti into the shoe inside the shoe oh wow so they've come back to class and the the um year, uh, year coordinator at the time he said right come here and the kids walked to the front of the classroom take off your shoes they took their shoes off he goes go to the toilet find a floating turd what <laughs> scoop it up in your shoe and bring it back to me <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> but thankfully, they didn't find any floating turds. <laughs> but yeah, that sort of thing that, I don't know, at at um, at um my high school, that was commonplace, that sort of punishment. And Jeez. you would you would be on the front page of the of the newspaper if you did that today. Yes. It does remind me on a tangent of, I was at a pub once and there was a footy team on tour and one of the blokes took a glass to the toilet did a turd in the glass, and then came back to the barman and said, I want another beer. This one tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> the grossest thing if That's gross, but it's kind of witty. It's clever. It's pretty clever. <laughs> that's a classic. Uh, you did mention the other day that there are no more fights anymore at school. No. When we were in high school, there was a fight at least once a week. Yeah. I reckon they were organised fights. Mm. Like you'd have people that would say, right, Tuesday... One o'clock, behind the, um, behind the shed, yeah, behind the toilets, behind the cricket nets, behind the cricket nets yep. down in the drain, and everyone knew about it. Everyone would set a a, a calendar invite. <laughs> oh, it's uh, one o'clock on Tuesday. I better go and watch Tomo and Jimmy beat the crap out of each other. And it would just be a thousand people in a big circle chanting, "Fight! Fight! Fight! Fight!" It doesn't happen anymore. So. Are they just better at hiding it? You don't see it as a teacher? Or you think they have better social skills? They don't... They resolve it through other means. They must. Because I've worked, like, you know, probably over the last 15 years, I've worked at a a bunch of different types of schools. And lots of them were preschool to year 12. I haven't seen a fight. That's amazing. It's bloody fantastic. But it is amazing. Because you see in society, coward punches, king hits... But in a school situation where you think young adults are kind of still making sense of of the world and, you know, kind of getting their head around how everything works, you'd think they'd be more likely to make those sorts of dumb mistakes. Yeah, exactly right. Resort to violence. But you don't see it. Um, it's, it's interesting because it, the contrast of the media reports of it and in society in general, violence is at historic lows. We've never been less violent as a species than we currently are, mm. and yet we have probably never been more fearful of violence. So it's an interesting uh, yeah, contrast. But this does remind me of a funny story. Well, I was working at an all-boys school once, and it was the 1st of April, um, April Fool's Day, and I was on playground duty, and a kid ran over to me, Mr. Martin, Mr. Martin, quick, there's a fight, quick! And I looked at the other side of the oval, and there was this massive crowd of kids in a big circle... So I've run over there and they're all chanting, fight, 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 fight. And just as I arrived, the crowd opens and there's two kids having a a thumb wrestle lying on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, that is really funny. That is amazing. 
That's very clever. <laughs> that is like a stage production, yeah. like of Oliver. That is, yeah. that's orchestrated. That's yeah. good. And these kids were ten. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> um, so I guess the main question we wanted to get you on to talk about is this idea that we've come across that homework is a complete waste of time. It is for a long time been the one of the hallmarks of schooling. Yep. Is you go to your nine till three thirty or whatever it is, and then you put a few more hours in in the afternoon. Yep. I guess the question is, if it's a waste of time, let us know. If it's not, why have we been doing it for so long? What is that about? Mm. Talk us, talk us through it. Okay. Um, short answer. Mm-hmm. It depends what type of homework you're doing, and it depends how old you are. We don't like caveats on this podcast. <laughs> we like ill-informed, simple answers to complex questions. So, essentially, <laughs> the younger you are, the less benefit in of homework. And that's academic benefits. That's sort of that sense of study habits and organization and responsibility. The younger you are, the less benefit. The older you in, are, the In the academic benefit. domain. In all domains. So when you say the younger, do you mean pretty much if you're in primary school, there is no academic benefit for doing homework? Hmm. So it's it is it's a difficult one because there's been a bucket load of research, and it's pretty much agreed that even really up to about year seven or eight, it makes it it makes very little difference. Once you go beyond that, so sort of nine to twelve, it actually is quite considerable in terms of the difference it makes. But obviously the the strength of the findings are, are pretty good in the sense that you can kind of say at the young ages, it's safe to say it's a waste of time in terms of academic outcomes. I think, I don't think it's a waste of time. I think it, I think it, it's safe to say that it has little benefit. Okay. So, you know, there's a guy called John Hattie who has done, you know, he's done meta analyses of thousands of studies and he has this sense of an effect size. And he says if the effect size is below 0.4, it's like below average. If it's above 0.4, it's above average and it's worth investing time into. Mm. So homework, I think, for primary school, particularly the early years of primary school, has an effect size of about 0.15. So, yeah. So John Hattie himself would say... Don't get rid of homework, but just understand that it makes a, it makes very little difference. So, like, still have it because you know lo- lots of parents want it and value it. Mm. Um, but don't invest a lot of t- you know a, don't invest lots of time in it, and make sure that the homework you're doing is the right type of homework. Because so it's a form and function question rather than just a blanket rule because mm. I've often thought around particularly in primary school and this is probably from a different worldview the best thing you can do is to get the family unit functioning really well that's a really big protective factor yeah so wouldn't it be good if homework was around giving kids tasks which helped their involvement in the family and their relationship with their parents and their civil kind of participation yeah is is there research around that kind of homework yeah, so that's and that's pretty much where schools are going these days. They take a, a broader definition of homework. Like if you think of homework in its, you know, in its former sense, I suppose it's like 
you know, like a maths worksheet that every child in the class receives the same worksheet. Um, you know, it's, you know, read this chapter of this book and answer these seven questions. It's that kind of traditional style of homework. So lots of schools now are taking a broader view of homework. So they're saying, like, we, we, we're interested in, the, in improving children's academic achievement, but we also want to increase their responsibility, their level of independence. We want to help them plan better at home, those sorts of things. So they do exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. But also, I think, matching homework better to what a child needs. So if a mm-hmm. child's a great speller, it's a waste of time for that child to spend time at home writing out their spelling words 20 times. Yep. If a child, and I guess that that's the other interesting thing that now homework is probably less of the the deficit model in terms of do things you're not good at. Schools are moving more towards this notion of of engaging kids in their passions at home. Mm. So kids who are you know fantastic writers are writing like novels at home because it's having such a great benefit on their attitude towards learning. They love yeah. it. They love learning. They're inspired. They're engaged. They're motivated. So that so they're doing those sorts of things at home. Can I just say, I'm mm. pretty sure Don would have given the exact same answers as this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most comprehensive topic we've ever done. <laughs> Bloody hell. Throw a few more zingers in. <laughs> um, that is very well covered. And Martin, very well covered. It's well covered. It's informative. It's not funny <laughs> at all. It's probably not even very interesting, <laughs> but it's thorough. This is where we. This is where I come from. Well, so the next time you're at a dinner party and someone says homework's a waste of time, you can kind of go, well, let's talk about this a little more. Depends what kind of homework. Depends what kind of homework. It's a form and function question. It depends on your child. And if you want to talk about punishment, let's talk about purposeful punishment. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the uh, the PP. The PP. <laughs> Next question. Mm-hmm. This is your pet topic. So if you think you've if you think he's talked a lot about the first questions, <laughs> get yourself a cup of tea. <laughs> Make sure you're comfortable. One of the things I find really interesting is I hear and I hear a lot of people talking about what schools should be doing and are they teaching the things that matter in terms of what adults need to survive in life? Are schools providing that to kids? Yep. And for the most part, that conversation seems to be what I really needed to learn was how to get along with people and how to resolve conflict and how to how to look after myself and these more kind of humanistic kind of, mm. you know, lessons. Yeah. And then when I think back to my schooling, it was very much overhead projectors and blackboards and, and, and pumping me full of knowledge like I was an empty bucket to be filled, that kind of philosophy. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, uh... I mean, that's why uh, lots of teachers in the past have got themselves into trouble in court. <laughs> <laughs> Pumping too many empty vessels. But you have lots of interesting things to, to say about how to educate kids to set them up for the future. I, I, I have lots of things to say. Sorry. I don't know how interesting <laughs> they are. <laughs> so for someone that hasn't gone to school in the last 20 years... What is the classroom learning like? Or what should it be like now compared to what it would have been like when we were, when we were kids? Yeah. So, again, there's no real agreement on this. So, some schools believe in that traditional style of teaching where the learning is, is split into different areas. You've got maths, 
English, science, history, geography, and kids are taught the content of those areas. So the teacher is the holder of the knowledge and the teacher imparts that knowledge on the kids. The kids learn that knowledge and regurgitate it back to the teacher. So it's really about knowledge and skill, I guess. But then many schools these days, so what you mentioned before are like kind of the the 21st century learning skills. Mm. So you like you read articles all the time by, you know, Google and these sort of big companies and they talk about what what type of employees are they looking for? And they're looking for people who can think outside the box. You know, they're flexible, they get on well with other people, they can work well in teams, they can problem solve. Um, so that that's the way school's going. So when you talk about what a kids need to thrive in society, they're the sorts of things that schools are trying to develop now. It's not really about, you know, learning all the capital cities and... Because that, that's the interesting thing, because I'll tell you, our mum, for example, she can tell me facts from history and capital cities of countries and stuff about literature and art. And I am a vacuum of knowledge. I don't know anything about that stuff at a factual level. Yeah. But if you throw me a problem to be solved, yeah. I'll be able to think through the way to get there. Yeah. But it's funny how it's kind of what, what do you value as your knowledge base? Because sometimes I think I don't know anything because I don't know those stuff, mm. but I have a more fluid kind of knowledge, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think knowledge is important. So it's not a case of saying you don't need knowledge. No, we got that on tape. You said knowledge sucks. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Knowledge is important. You need knowledge. But if that's the end point, if the end point of your learning is to know something, that's not enough anymore. So you need to teach kids how to collaborate, how to solve problems, all those 21st century skills. So that's what the way schools are going now. So, you know, there's a common approach called in, in, inquiry-based learning or concept-driven learning, which is all about, you know, in the, old, in the old style, kids were quite passive. And in a new approach to learning, kids are active, they ask questions, um, they solve problems, um, and that's what drives learning. So the content, the knowledge is a vehicle to help achieve those bigger, broader goals around collaboration, critical thinking, creative thinking, problem solving. So at a, a day, like a class by class kind of basis, when I was in primary school, I would do a lesson on Antarctica and I would learn about where it was, how big it was, how much ice is on it, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, what would that look like in the modern classroom? So now it would probably be more focused on what um what what benefits do do humans get from that uh, ec uh, exploration into antarctica so it's probably more focused on the scientific understandings the technological advances um and antarctica would be like a case study in helping kids understand that you know we can we can improve the world by having new scientific understanding so the big mm -hmm. concept is around this exploration into things can give us new understandings that can help us. And Antarctica is a, would be a case study in an exploration. So do you, that sounds excellent. How smart do you have to be as a teacher to teach this stuff? Because I'm sitting here as a 
33 year old man and if i had to teach a lesson on antarctica i'd be like yeah, antarctica is pretty good it's pretty <laughs> pretty good in that let's write a poem about antarctica <laughs> make it an acrostic a. in my favorite type a awesome and a, a is awesome because <laughs> because when i see you with your kids there's a way that you talk to them about topics that i actually think parents would benefit from like is there a parent version of how to do this on a day-to-day basis yeah so um lots of schools who teach in this way and we'll, we'll run parent workshops in terms of helping parents to learn how to support their kids at home but i reckon the the simplest way i watch this you know um andrew denton's elders series where he spoke yeah, to a yeah. bunch of people around the world he spoke to um, David Attenborough and he talked about this experience he had as a child and his parents used to just let him roam the countryside and he'd jump on trains and he'd jump off them and he'd collect rocks and things and he'd put them back on the train and then when the train came around, he'd collect his his fossils and he'd take it to his dad and he'd say, oh, dad, I found this. wonder what this is. And his dad, who knew perfectly well what it was, would say, that's interesting, that looks like it comes from a beach, but you found it in the middle of England. I wonder how that got there. Well, you could try looking here, or you could try asking that person. And then he'd go off and he'd do all his research and he'd find find out. And David Attenborough said, it was so powerful, he said, I knew because I found out. Mm. So the simplest message for parents is, don't tell your kids the answers, help them find the answers, but they have to find it for themselves. That's a good little compass. Hmm. It's very good. It's far too sensible for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don's going to be sitting there shaking his head going, we don't give lessons in this podcast. <laughs> so that is really a bit of an A to Z of what's that about in the education space. Hmm. Do you think you're likely to listen to your own episode? Possibly. <laughs> Depends if they release episode season six of, of Homemade. <laughs> Would I like to spend 15 minutes uh, being mildly informed but uh, thoroughly bored? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Alrighty, that's probably all we've got for today. We'll uh, catch you next time. No worries.